Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So congratulations are in order to Kanye West. Yay! Who now scores a new Hot 100 smash on this week's chart alongside Pop Smoke and Pusha T as the three hip-hop talents are credited on the track Tell the Vision, which opens up at number 49. That means that Kanye breaks out of his tie with the king, Elvis Presley. Kanye now has 110 Hot 100 appearances to his name. He finally passes the king, Elvis Presley, who had 109. And, you know, look, uh, does that make him Elvis Presley? No, I think not. And, you know, you look at who's left on that chart, making him number nine. You have Drake is number one. The Glee cast is number two. Lil Wayne is number three. Taylor Swift is number four. Future is number five. Nicki Minaj at 119. And Kanye West at 110. And Elvis is 109. Actually, Elvis uh, really predated the inception of the Hot 100 by two years. So he's charted actually 150 singles on the Billboard if you were tracking his entire career. So as an artist, that puts him up to four, I guess. But let's be clear. None of these people, none of these artists are what Elvis Presley was, is, and will continue to be. We clear? Okay, good. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. To chewing the fat. So a lot happening in the inappropriate world. And by inappropriate, I mean some of it is illegal. <laughs> we know that uh, the Andrew Cuomo harassment report is out. And he definitely sexually harassed multiple women, says the state's attorney. And he'll be lucky to continue his job as governor of the great state of New York. We have Andrew Napolitano out at Fox News after a producer claimed he was sexually assaulted by the former judge. His name, John Fawcett, the former production assistant. Now, he's filed suit regarding Andrew Napolitano's conduct uh, this past Monday. Now, he alleges that during a 2019 interaction in an elevator at Fox News headquarters, Napolitano stood awkwardly close to him and began stroking his arm. Napolitano then told Fawcett he could come visit him on his horse farm in New Jersey and suggestively said his hands get really dirty. (laughs) I mean, okay. So anyway, he's pissed because Fox got rid of Andrew and nothing else happened. They Fox claims they investigated the claims, addressed the matter with both parties, 
and the network has said we've parted ways. We take all allegations of misconduct seriously and are committed to providing a safe, transparent, and collaborative workplace environment for all of our employees. Furthermore, the additional allegations laid out on the claim are completely baseless and nothing more than a desperate attempt at a payday by trying the case in the court of public opinion as the complaint does not meet the standards of the law. We will defend the matter vigorously in court. So there you have it. Is Fawcett just trying to get some money from Fox? Sure sounds that way, doesn't it? Then we move on to Deshaun Watson. I know. There was a big story yesterday that talked about the therapist who did an interview on some show and she talked about the inappropriate experiences with Deshaun. Now, is it inappropriate? Yes. Is it illegal? I don't know. Uh, Even listening to her, it sounds like, okay, um, you know, is it illegal? I don't think so. She claimed that uh, during multiple sessions, he uh, uh, asked her if she wanted to put his man part in her mouth. Is that illegal to ask someone that? Uh, You know, I I don't know. I, I don't think it is. But is it... Is it wrong? I guess. <laughs> you know, depending on the setting. Sure, it's wrong. And she claimed that he requested that uh, she massage inside his butt. <laughs> Is that illegal? I, You know, I know. I don't think so. If you're getting a massage and you want certain parts massaged, How is the massage therapist supposed to know if you don't ask? I don't know. I mean, is it inappropriate? You bet. Is it illegal? There was no... In this interview that I saw from this massage therapist, there was nothing illegal about what he was doing. And she even said that uh, she, you know, would be massaging him and he would stretch his arms up behind him and then, you know, accidentally rub his hands against her and she had to back away from him. But (sighs) illegal? I don't think so. Way inappropriate turns people, you know, is he a dirtbag? I guess. Sure. (laughs) We'll see how long it, let's see what the NFL does about it. I don't know what they can do. Except tell people that when you're being massaged, you can't ask to have the inside of your rear end massaged. But I guess you know if you if you need that, if that's something that you would that you would do, I would say that it's. I mean, how is the massage therapist supposed to know? But there's more than 20 accusations against Deshaun, so we'll see how that inappropriate behavior or the accusations of inappropriate behavior, uh, how that ends up with the uh, NFL and what happens should bode well for some really good signs inside the stadium this year. (laughs) When Deshaun is playing, I've already have a few in my head of what we can see. Don't know if television will air them, but it would be really funny to see them at the stadium. And if he screws up during the game, holy cow. Hey, Deshaun, why don't you put it in your mouth? <laughs> hey, why don't you massage this butt? Oh, man, it could get, I could get ugly at the stadium. So something to look forward to anyway. That's all I'm saying. Another thing to look forward to 
if you work at a convenience store, you could become liable for selling gas to a person who's drunk. That's exactly what happened in New Mexico. And the New Mexico Supreme Court just agreed. Wow. Okay. Um, we're saying that the convenience store guy is liable for selling gas to someone that's drunk. Are you, to, are you testing them when they come in to pay? And in today's world, how do you, I mean, you don't even go in, right? If you're, even if you're drunk, you could struggle putting your card into the tank, into the machine and, you know, lean back and forth. And, hey, I'm going to put that over in the machine. So way back in 2011, there was a gas station attendant who sold gas to an intoxicated driver. And after leaving the gas station and returning to the highway, the driver crossed the center line and crashed into an oncoming car. Very sad. And the driver had blood alcohol content with more than double the legal limit. So they are now making it, uh, you know, the gas station attendant can be held liable. Wow. Okay. I don't know that uh, that can be true I guess New, I guess Tennessee is another state where they place liability on filling stations okay I mean I don't know you know the little girl I say little girl you know the young lady working behind the counter of the gas station at the convenience store when you go in and you purchase your bag of chips and maybe another six pack of beer and you she realizes wow you're drunk i can't sell you gas what happens after that i don't know i mean this case went to the supreme court the new mexico supreme court because they wanted to hear it and they agreed to hear it because the federal appeals court regarding uh, the liability of the filling station retailer, they said, yeah, hey, yeah, we'll hear it. But bef the now retired justice who disagreed with the majority wrote in her dissenting opinion that this sea change in the law could have far reaching consequences. You think for retail businesses, she argued that the sale and serving of alcohol are already regulated and that the law does not warrant extending liability for intoxicated driving to retail sales of non-alcoholic items, right? I mean, holy cow. I, I don't know how we can, how we can find that, uh, Maggie behind the counter or, you know, Bill behind the counter is liable for selling gas to a drunk driver. And again, if you don't go in and you just pull up and you get gas and you drive away, how can they be held liable for that? I, I don't know. Uh, Doug Cantor, the general counsel for the National Association of Convenience Stores, said the Supreme Court overreached to make a new rule in New Mexico. Well, duh. So we'll see if anything comes of that. I realize, and even it mentions in this story how bad it is. I mean, every day, 29 people in the United States die in vehicle crashes that involve an alcohol-impaired driver. And the annual cost of alcohol-related crashes total more than $44 billion. Wait, 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 wait. 29 people 
in the United States every day. Uh, that's they're saying the total cost of that is forty-four billion dollars, according to the CDC. Okay, that uh, seems a little bit steep, but all right, I'll give it to you. Uh, still, does that mean that Bill, the convenience store guy, is liable if I'm drunk and I drive away after filling up my tank and get in an accident? Well, apparently in New Mexico and Tennessee it is really weird. And if that's coming to a state near you, wow, I I don't know how you enforce that. I just don't. I don't know how. If you come in and I think you're drunk, then I can't sell you gas? <laughs> what? Uh, okay. Just, we're getting out of control in the U.S., that's for sure. You can quote me on that. We are getting out of control. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink after that for sure. Oh, man. And I mean so good. I found a few cases of the old Coca-Cola Zero. I'm sorry, the Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. And it is so much more refreshing than the new one. I mean, you heard my review, but that's a fact. Good news. Twitter has announced the expansion of the collaboration with AP and Reuters to identify and elevate credible information on the platform. So that's good, right? (laughs) Ah, that's so good because there's nothing I want more is to have Twitter along with AP and Reuters uh, elevating credible information to me on their platform. (laughs) I don't want to decide. I don't. I do not want to decide for myself. I want them to decide for me. Okay? So, thank you. Thank you, Twitter. I appreciate it. I see where Apple has banned the uh, anti-vax dating app called uh, Unjected. You know, I guess it was the Tinder for the unvaccinated. So Tinder, you can be you can be unvaccinated on Tinder, but you do get if you're vaccinated, they give you a little you get your special little thing that says, you know, I'm vaccinated, which, you know, I guess helps in your dating prowess on Tinder. So Unjected is uh, a safe space for the unvaccinated to come together and through, you know, of course, business, friendship, or love. But Apple says, ooh, yeah, no, uh, that's fine. Uh, you're good, but uh, we're not going to be able to have your app up on our app store. Sorry. And uh, I'm sure that uh, it's still available on Google's Play Store. But good luck uh, that sticking around because I'm sure Google Play, because they're not in cahoots with each other. It would just be a coincidence that they both are looking at the same thing at the same time <laughs> and decide to do the same thing. <laughs> oh, I know. It's just weird how that happens. So if you want to get unvaxed, I'm sorry, unjected, that's the app's name. It's not unvaxed, it's unjected. The app is the safe space for the unvaccinated. It includes features like chat rooms, matches, and a directory of businesses that are friendly to unvaccinated people. And we can't have that. We do not 
want information where unvaccinated people, those nasty unvaccinated people can go (laughs) and be together. (laughs) Oh no, we don't want that. So we won't, we won't, we won't, we won't have it. And Apple's app store won't have it. So I guess, uh, injected ran an anti-vax Instagram account with, they only had like 25,000 followers on the account. Oh my gosh, big surprise, that account's been banned. So, we don't want any information out there for any of you dirty, nasty, unvaccinated people. Got it? Okay, good. Now, Shelby Thompson, co-founder of the app, along with Heather Pyle, said she believes Apple, Google, and Facebook have unfairly censored her. Really? Uh, Why would that be? Well, she believes that we're being mislabeled as this anti-vax community, which is so not the case, she said. We're just not pro-mandatory vaccination. It should just be a choice. (laughs) Wow. You'd think someone that created this app and had this idea would be uh would be responsible and know that if you just believe that it's a choice in today's world you are wrong and that means you are anti-vax and you just want people to die i mean i don't know how many times i've told you we've talked about it on this show it's never ending pro-choice means you want people to die and you we don't want to hear from you We do not want to hear from you. We don't want you to own any businesses. We don't want you to go out into public. We don't want you to have any kind of livelihood at all. No. If you get the vaccine and say you're pro-vaccine, then we'll allow you to be part of whatever you want to be a part of. But don't be saying that you're just not pro-mandatory vaccination. (laughs) Oh, wow. If you say that, then you still believe you live in America and nothing could be farther from the truth. Nothing. Is it farther? Is it further? Well, you know what I mean. Good news for you Lord of the Rings fans. Apparently the Amazon Lord of the Rings TV series finally has a release date. September 2nd, 2022. First season is going to be $465 million worth of first season. Oh, okay. I guess that kind of makes it like the most expensive television show of all time. So good luck. God bless. It'll be fun, right? Look forward to the Amazon Lord of the Rings TV series. You only have to wait until September of 2022. And that may be pushed back as well because ah, $465 million doesn't quite sound like enough money for a TV show to me. That's just me. Reese Witherspoon, her production company, Hello Sunshine. She's a big believer in women. And she's uh, she's got all of her, uh, you know, production company has produced Little Fires Everywhere and The Morning Show and Big Little Lies. And she told, uh, she said that her company's success shows that viewers crave more stories centered on women. But, you know what? Um, I was just offered $900 million for my company and I've decided that, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and sell it. So I need that $900 million. 
I don't blame her. It's going to be, uh, it was sold to two Disney, former Disney execs. And also it was backed by the private equity giant Blackstone. So, okay. Uh, good luck. Uh, the scoop, I guess their deal is trying to scoop up all these, um, distribution partnerships and commerce. So they're just bankrolling this media venture with uh, $2 billion and $900 million of it goes to Reese Witherspoon. Good for her. Uh, good for her with her Hello Sunshine company. I don't know how much power she has left with this deal. So we'll see. But, uh, you know, so much for... I mean, she cares. Obviously, she cares about stories centered on women and how important it is. And she's become this Hollywood superstar and, you know, female in charge of everything. But she cares so much that $900 million could not be turned down. We can't have that. So, okay. Uh, congratulations, Reese. Congratulations. Also, have you seen uh, the stories on the new Paris Hilton show coming up on Netflix? Wow. It starts, I think, this week, right? Yeah, the 4th of August, couple of, tomorrow. If you're listening live uh, to Chewing the Fat today, it is the 3rd of August, 2021. So it starts tomorrow on Netflix, Cooking with Paris on Netflix. I can't believe that Netflix is spending all this money on Paris freaking Hilton. And the show is terrible. I have not seen a good review about this show at all. So, you know, will I watch it? I'll catch an episode. Sure. No problem. But I will say that uh, even the reviews were saying that it was tough for them to get through the show. Just the first episode. So, Cooking with Paris begins tomorrow on Netflix. I know she has Kim Kardashian West on, and I don't know all the other guests that she has on the show. That may actually kind of save it a little bit, but I doubt it. And now that Alex Trebek is gone... Jeopardy has just set a new record. A contestant just set the record for the lowest score. History was made on the first Jeopardy show hosted by LeVar Burton. All right. Now, would you say to yourself, what, what would you guess? What would you guess would be the record for the lowest score ever on Jeopardy? Go ahead. Uh, I'll give you three choices, all right? Uh, the lowest score ever on Jeopardy, 10,000, negative 10,000, negative 20,000, negative 30,000, negative $6,800. You guess. You're right. The previous record was $6,800. So now I'm going to give you a choice to see what the record was, okay? The new record is negative $10,000, negative $20,000, Negative $30,000, negative $7,400. Oh my gosh, you're right. It's negative $7,400. So that's the new record. (laughs) And to double jeopardy with negative $7,400. So congratulations on the new record holder for the worst day ever on Jeopardy. Patrick Pierce, congratulations. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? 
It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Take a look at the uh, Olympics. Yes, let's take a look at the Olympics. Right now, as we speak here on Chewing the Fat, the United States leads in medal count. Right now, we have 73 total medals. China has 69 total medals. So it's, you know, it's, uh, we're, we're, we're racing, racing to get in front of China as far as the total medal count. However, however, we are still way behind China in the gold medal count. China has 32 gold medals. The United States has 24. And I told you before, that is unacceptable, unacceptable that the United States does not lead the way in gold medals. It's just, I I can't, I can't. It's, It's hard for me to take. Although I will say that I would have liked to have seen the U.S. women's soccer team you know, get the gold just for the sake of having the gold medal. But for the soccer team, I'm not really sad that they didn't get the gold medal, but I'm bummed that they didn't wait. Yeah. Anyway, so they lost to Canada in the semifinal. So now they will play for the bronze medal against Australia on Thursday. And Canada will play Sweden for the gold in the Olympics. So either Canada or Sweden get the gold. At least it isn't China getting the gold. So if we get a bronze, at least we come up in our medal count over China. Now we had two Olympians. One story that I found really strange. So they had two jump stars. That's right, the high jump. Uh, who tied. And they tied and then the Olympics were like, eh, you know what, uh, why don't you guys share the gold medal? And they were like, sure, okay, no problem. Wait, what? Come on. There's got to be something. They had to jump higher than one of them somewhere. So apparently, the uh, jumper from Italy and the jumper from Qatar both cleared jumps of 2.37 meters without any mistakes. Then the bar was raised to the Olympic record height of 2.39 meters. Each competitor took three attempts to clear the bar, neither succeeded, leading the officials to say, well, you know what, ah, you're, you're, you know what, your co-titles. Go ahead, we're gonna, you both can share the gold. Well, no, why didn't they do 2.37? I mean, they, they both jumped 2.37 meters and couldn't get to 2.39. So maybe you go to 2.38 and uh, one of them jumps that? I mean, I, I don't understand. No, no ties. There's no tying in the Olympics. No tying. Anyway, so that's what happened. There you have it. There was a tie on the high jumps and Italy and Qatar share the gold. Wow. And I see where Snoop Dogg is all wound up because the NFL uh, doesn't have a black owner. And he said that uh, we need to own an NFL team. Oh, okay. Is is that right, Snoop? 
So I know the NFL has two minority who are owners, the owner of the Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars and the co-owner of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Neither are black, but uh, Snoop wants uh, black to be owning. Uh, He's talking about uh, they need more black representation at the higher ranks of the NBA and the National Football League. I don't know, Snoop. Go ahead. Buy a team. Oh, you're only worth $150 million? All right, well, put together a, a leadership team and maybe you could purchase one if one goes up for sale, Snoop. I know uh, Michael Jordan is a uh, majority owner of the Charlotte Hornets. And I know other ownership organizations have high-profile black members uh, Grant Hill, Shaquille O'Neal. So, okay. I know, you know, look, you're worth $150 million. Talk Kanye, Mr. Billionaire, into, you know, purchasing an NFL team or an NBA team. Maybe he'll do it, Snoop. Until then, um, uh, you know, I don't know what to tell you, Snoop. I don't know what to tell you. Do you want an owner just to say, okay, uh, yeah, man, I... I should give up my team because Snoop says so. So I don't really think that's going to happen. But I know that Snoop is at least, you know, running on the three F's of what runs America. That's for sure. Uh, Food, football, and business. The F is silent. The three F's that America runs on. Uh, Food, football, and business. And he's got food because he's doing his thing with Martha Stewart. And he's got... uh, business because isn't that what rap is all about and he has a uh, football which i know they showed him coaching uh, one of his son's football teams and now he wants to uh, you know get into uh, owning an nfl team it's only worth maybe a couple hundred million right maybe a couple hundred million so i know that for you and me that's a lot of money but for an NFL ownership, nee, not so much. Not so much. Now, maybe, maybe uh, Bezos buys the Washington football team and lets Snoop come on in with a little bit of, you know, part ownership plan with him. Although Jeff doesn't need that. He could be his single owner, just buy in. It wouldn't surprise me to happen very, very soon. That's for sure. Okay, a couple of uh, animals or bug stories that uh, have been in the fat pile. I found out that something existed this past weekend that I did not know about. Something called ice worms. (laughs) Yeah, ice worms. Yes, they exist. They were first discovered in 1887 on Alaska, one of Alaska's glaciers. And they have been spotted... On most of the coastal glaciers in Alaska, British Columbia, Washington, and Oregon. According to one of the scientists, it's an exciting discovery. Really? Yes, because for the longest time, biologists considered high-altitude glaciers sterile places where life was essentially impossible. Oh, Okay, well, I guess they're the mascot of the mountain glaciers then. Yay! Ice worms! No thank you. So apparently, they, and when you see a picture of them, I mean, they they are everywhere on this glacier. Man, they are about an inch long, and I guess they're distance cousins to the earthworms, 
But instead of dirt, these worms wiggle through glacial ice, eating snow, algae, bacteria, and anything else that ends up on the snow. And they may spend their entire lives in snow and ice, but, but they can't survive sub-freezing temperatures, according to the scientists. They've conducted some thermal testing, say the ice worms can survive comfortably for at least a day or two in temperatures as high as 75 degrees, although they thrive at temperatures around 32 degrees. They die in temperatures that drop below that threshold. So, what a shame. The scientist says it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> in a way, that this is a worm is living in ice and can't actually survive freezing. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. They come out uh, afternoon and at dusk. Isn't that what worms do? And worms have barely, uh, they've been barely been studied. So, I guess they're tolerant to the uv rays and they're guessing that they come up to get heat energy from the sun and then find food so they have a lot of pigment and they absorb the heat and then they eat the you know soft upper layer of the uh, of the snow so they're trying to figure out what's up apparently uh nasa has awarded uh, you know a researcher to study ice worms they gave him a couple hundred thousand dollars towards his research and i'm sure there's other scientific people we'll just call them that scientific people never mind those <laughs> those evolutionary biologists <laughs> those are just scientific people i'm sure they're getting money to study ice worms because they want to know if they can use what the ice worm has to live on other planets which would be nice except i don't want to get shot up with ice worm blood <laughs> or goo or whatever ice worms have and then i see in florida where and i don't remember this happening although they say it happened back in the early 90s and i don't remember this back in the early 90s but i was still doing a number of things in the early 90s that, you know, would assist in me forgetting a lot of things that were going on. So these sharks are coming up into the canals because of the red tide. And right now they're in this Buttonwood Harbor, which is in Longboat Key, which is, I freaking love Longboat Key. I don't necessarily love the red tide, but Longboat Key is big, gorgeous. But it talks about these sharks coming up into the lower Tampa Bay in 92 because of the red tide. And they were, uh, you know, grouping these sharks in six or seven different species. And they came in and they, you know, they're trying to live in this bubble water in the canal that could be helping with the oxygen levels. So apparently they're, you know, testing the water and they're trying to figure out what these sharks are doing. It's, you know, probably won't be too long until they run out of food and, and even energy. And, you know, a lot of them are probably going to go, going to go die. And so I know the moat Marine laboratory is, you know, really trying to help them out. So they're, you know, trying to create this safe haven for these sharks because of the red tide. So I guess there were hundreds of these sharks in this canal. There's the bonnet head shark, the lemon head, the nurse sharks. 
I mean, you don't want to be around the bonnet head sharks, man. They're just mean. But uh, they were all taking refuge because of the red tide. And it's such a really, I mean, it's not really natural that all these sharks are going to this little canal. So I guess this uh, one lady was, uh, you know, looking at her Buttonwood Harbor Canal and said, Hey, uh, what are all these fins in the water? And then, oh my gosh, there's a great big, great big shark there with a big fin and a whole bunch of little ones. And what is going on in my little harbor? So, uh, not a big fan of sharks swimming around in the local <laughs> little uh, inland water inland waterway canals. But it's happening. It's happening in Florida right now and because of the red tide. So, if you have a way to help them out, give them a call. Give the Moat Marine uh, Laboratory a call. And if you don't, stay away from the canals because uh, you don't want none of that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Quick look into our COVID numbers. 70% of U.S. adults are now at least partially vaccinated, which is the Biden threshold, I thought. I mean, he was hoping to achieve that, I guess, by the 4th of July, which didn't happen. But they have made a monster push, and it is it is there. Well, I mean, he wanted everyone fully vaccinated. so But we had to have 70% of U.S. adults now at least partially vaccinated. With the Delta variant spreading across the globe, more countries are making uh, plans to offer vulnerable residents that extra layer of vaccine protection. Germany has said that it's going to offer the COVID-19 booster shots to older people and those with underlying health conditions starting in September. Israel began giving booster shots this past weekend to people over 60. Britain is going to begin offering a booster for the COVID vaccine starting in September, same as Germany. And Bahrain is giving the Pfizer boosters to some people who received China's Sinopharm vaccine. So if you got that, ooh, yeah, no, we're going to go ahead and give you this Pfizer shot. Get over here. Uh, we don't we don't trust that, uh, that Chinese vaccine. Now, is the U.S. going to start offering that? No, they have not decided that. They are, according to the CDC's immunization division, said that officials were actively looking into ways to give people access to booster shots earlier than any potential regulatory decisions. Yeah, we don't need any of that. (laughs) We don't want any of those regulatory decisions. Just get the shot, okay? So sometime in September or October, some of the experts are saying, that we're going to be start giving booster shots to older individuals and certainly the immune compromised. Oh, okay, no problem. Uh, Pfizer and BioNTech released a study that, uh, well, I mean, it's not peer-reviewed. They just released a study that showed their vaccine's effectiveness drops 95% to 84% 
after about six months. So they suggested a third shot would help bolster immunity in the vulnerable populations. Oh, okay. Um, who's going to be, or is the government going to be buying that from Pfizer BioNTech? But yeah, probably I would guess. Uh, some experts are not really convinced that we need it. Uh, I don't know that that matters. Uh, I don't think that uh, if you uh, are convinced that you need the vaccine, then you will be convinced that you're going to need the booster shot, clearly. Um, I know that uh, Pfizer forecasted $33.5 billion in COVID vaccine sales this year. Ah, don't worry about it. And of course, I mean, they're, you know, sure, they're going to offer that third dose. Sure. And remember, pretty sure it was Pfizer that said that they were going to raise their cost from $19 and something a shot to $24. Ah, don't worry about it. Stop. Quit your whining. Okay. Quit your whining. You're going to get the third shot. You know you are. So just move on with your life. You're going to, you're going to have to. I mean, businesses all over the country and the world are making it a requirement to be employed with them by showing proof of vaccination. And soon you'll have proof of vaccination. And, ooh, have you got the booster yet? No? Oh, man, you need to make that happen right now, okay? I mean, there are so many companies and organizations that are requiring it. It's... I mean, it, it's getting there. You're, you're going to be lucky to find any place that is going to allow you. Sure, you don't have to get vaccinated, but you can't come in this building. Uh, we don't care. <laughs> I mean, we, we know that you can decide for yourself uh, to get vaccinated, but you can't come in here because this building is for people who are fully vaccinated. <laughs> and if that's not you, get out. In fact, we don't even like you outside the building right now. So get off of our property. Okay. Get off of the property right now. Don't make me call the authorities. Okay. All right. Then get out. I mean, that's where we're at. We're that there. We don't want anything to do with the unvaxxed. You can't even have a place that says pro-choice. We talked about it earlier in the show. I mean, they're they're cutting access to an app that is pro-choice. They don't, they don't want anything to do with it. I mean, it is just incredible. It's just incredible. So get vaccinated, okay? Just get vaccinated and shut up. I don't want to hear any more about it. I'll tell you what I do want to hear about is this infrastructure bill that I guess is going to pass. Uh, you know, I guess it's a done deal now. It's only $550 billion in new spending. That's all it calls for. So, I mean, it's $110 billion for roads and bridges. We need them. We need roads and bridges. I think we all can agree on that. $73 billion to modernize the nation's energy grid. We should be doing that. This $550 billion should just do that. Uh, but, uh, you know, oh well. $66 billion for rail and Amtrak. How about no to that? How about we put that money into the nation's energy grid? But, you know. Okay, so we need we need rail and Amtrak. Sure, go ahead. We need sixty-five billion for broadband expansion. Yeah, uh, boy, do we need that because you can't get online some places in the world, right? I 
I guess. I mean, if you, if you're out in the middle of Wyoming and you can't get online, do you want to? Uh, okay. I'm sure you could. And if you are out in the middle of Wisconsin where you can't, or Wyoming or Wisconsin, uh, any of the W states and you can't get online, you probably can hook up to a satellite or something. That's just, you know, just the thought, uh, 55 billion to improve the country's drinking water. Yeah, man, you cannot get find good drinking water anywhere. 39 billion on transit. I thought that was the rail and Amtrak 66 billion. Wow. These people are just out of control. So the good news is, is that uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, and you can, man, when he says something, you can believe it. He said virtually no part of the U.S. economy is untouched by the plan. And it's been decades since Congress passed such a significant standalone investment. Some would say that when you hear that from someone like Chuck Schumer, it makes you think that just the opposite is true. Some would say that, but <laughs> not me. <laughs> oh man, not me. Now, according to the White House, money is going to come from reclaiming unused COVID aid funds, collecting unpaid taxes on cryptocurrency investments, and selling billions of dollars worth of oil from reserves. Oh, okay. That, uh, I don't know that I like the sound of that. Uh, the reserves should be there, you know, for us. And I mean, if that's going to lower the gas prices, I guess I'm okay for it, but not really, really sure. I like the sound of that, but Hey, Chuck Schumer likes it. So, I mean, we all should be, we all should be happy for so I will be okay. <laughs> I, I, I will be, <laughs> oh, and we're losing, uh, you know, I could go, there's a big long report on the FBI too. We've got a, I don't want to get into it now cause it's just going to depress me. I'm already depressed that we're just the printing presses continue cause nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. We have been printing money throughout the Trump administration and it's not going to stop now. So when we run out of money, we run out of money and then everything just resets to zero and we'll be good. Right? I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know why I don't need to be a, I don't need to be a financial expert, uh, to let you know that once we run out of money, just reset to zero. Nobody owes anything. Everybody is where they, everybody is where they're at right now. They is what it is. You're right there. That's where you're at. You're at zero. You don't owe anybody, anything. Nobody owes you anything. And we're going, we're starting from zero. Keep moving forward. I think that's my plan and vote for me with the campaign slogan of how about no. (laughs) 